October is LGBTQ History Month, and we can't celebrate and learn from people and events of the past if they're not documented and shared. Janice Toy has long been a part of Milwaukee's LGBTQ history. She's one of Milwaukee's most legendary entertainers and one of the founding members of SHEBA, or Sisters Helping Each Other Battle Adversity, a support group for black women of trans experience. Toy is on a mission to make sure Milwaukee's black LGBTQ history is preserved and shared through the House of History. The House of History is a project dedicated to collecting and sharing local black LGBTQ history through interviews, as well as uncovering and sharing photographs and other artifacts that tell the stories of black LGBTQ people here in Milwaukee. To share more about it, Toy joins me now and explains how she wanted to go from being a part of local Black LGBTQ plus history to preserving it. Well, with the House of History, you know, this gives me the opportunity to, I guess, document a lot of the girls who have passed, you know, I guess to document, you know, their life legacy, you know, because sometimes when people die, you know, we forget and a lot of the younger transgender community, they don't know the struggles that a lot of the girls had to go through before them. You know, now there's a lot of programs, you know, that's targeted to kind of help transgender. But when I first came out, a lot of those programs weren't available, you know, so they don't know the struggles and the hard work that the older girls had to put in you know, and a lot of the newer girls, you know, that's just coming out and don't even know that it was a girl who, um, you know, who the struggles that she went to to get, you know, it passed for us to get our name changed and, you know, to just to be able to live, you know, this lifestyle that people take, you know, advantage of, you know, so. Can you share how it was born? I understand you connected with Bryce Smith of the LGBTQ Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share how you both came together to bring this idea about? Well, he was interviewing just some Sheba, you know, members. And it was just like a instant connection me and him had, you know, and then he just, you know, just introduced me to other different, you know, programs and stuff that he had and, you know, ideas that, you know, he wanted to, you know, bring about. And I just jumped aboard and it was like an instant connection. Yeah, he was originally in touch with you to learn more about Sheba, which is Sisters Helping Each Other Battling Adversity, and talking about the programs that exist today. Uh, you're one of the founding members of Sheba. I'd love to learn more about why and how you started this organization and, and what it looked like in its early days compared to now. Well, Sheba, it was a group because, I mean, I was just one of the first members that joined. But, I mean, it started off with Sisters Helping Each Other Battle AIDS. But then a lot of girls kind of were, I guess they didn't like the title, you know, of AIDS being associated, you know, with being, you know, transgender or whatever. Because I guess a lot of people got a misunderstanding that everybody that was in the group or in order to be a part of the group, you had to be, you know, HIV positive, which wasn't the case. And so, you know, they wanted to take away that, that negative title so then it got changed to you know adversity or whatever but you know we involved you know now it's kind of like you know they help with um a lot of employment um they do um clothing drives um they do more outings 
they offer um, needle exchange. They offer programs to help girls get um, hormones, you know, because I guess in the earlier days, you know, a lot of those programs weren't available, you know, to us as transgender. You know, a lot of, you know, people, if you didn't have insurance or um, you just didn't have the money, you know, you were just buying it, you know, from off the street, you know, whatever, you know, so it's kind of like we, you know, offer a lot of different things to help girls, you know, to stay on the right path, you know, and, um, because a lot of times, you know, people think that Black trans women or trans, you know, people in general, you know, the only thing that we were eligible for was either sex work or doing drag shows. You know, we couldn't have like a a regular job. We couldn't, you know, have the things that a normal person in society, you know, they felt like, you know, we weren't, you know, entitled to those things. You know, and now Sheba is, you know, we promote jobs and, and getting people, you know, into, you know, careers and different things like that. If you're comfortable, would you mind sharing about your own journey coming out and your relationship with your mother and how she influenced your outlook and activism and helping other people in the roles you play yourself? I had a very strong, you know, relationship with my mother. You know, my mother... Unfortunately, you know, I lost her a few years ago due to COVID. But, you know, she was a very strong person in my life. I mean, like I said, we were very, very close. You know, she didn't look at me, you know, differently or treated me any differently. You know, she always gave me the um, the motivation that I needed and pushed me, you know, to want different things in my life. And she always made me believe that I could do anything regardless of my sexuality or because I chose to be trans, you know, she always, you know, told me that, you know, I can always come to her and I could talk to her about anything. You know, I didn't have to feel embarrassed or, you know, and she opened her, you know, her home to any of, you know, all of my friends, like if people, you know, didn't have anything to eat, they were able to come to her house and sit down and get a meal. You know, if they needed a place to stay, she opened up her house to them. You know, my mother was very loving, you know, and very supportive, you know, of my lifestyle. And I guess because of that, I was able to give back. And I guess I just felt, you know, like there was always something I wanted to do to help others. Because I had was fortunate enough to have someone in my life. You know, because a lot of times, you know, family members, they turn their back on you once they find out, you know, that you're trans or you're even living into a gay lifestyle. You know, they turn their back on you. And I had a strong support system. You know, my family was very supportive. And so I just wanted other girls to share in that, that, you know, they too could, you know, have someone in their corner to pick them up. You know, I wanted them to feel that family support, you know, that I felt coming up. The whole theme of support and sharing someone's legacy and sharing their actions to honor their memory, especially, that's a common theme for the House of History project. So what was your process for picking which individuals to interview? Well, I guess, you know, me being, I guess you would consider an elder in this community. um, You know, I know a lot of people. And then by me, I used to performing. I used to do shows and as well. So I know a lot of people, you know, in the community and I've worked with, you know, a lot of individuals, 
And I've lost, you know, a lot of friends along the way. And it's kind of almost like when they die, their story died with them. And working with Bryce, this kind of gave me that opportunity to keep their memories alive. And that's kind of why I wanted to jump on this, you know, because, you know, a lot of them were close friends. You know, I, some of the people that, you know, died, um, you know, with the whole Dahmer incident, you know, I knew some of them as well. People forget about them. And then a lot of people don't understand, you know, the impact that these individuals made in my life and in other people's lives as well. You know, so given this opportunity, you know, it just helped me to, you know, I guess it just keep their memories alive. And then I, I guess what made me pick certain people that I worked with is because, you know, they lived in that era and some of them were elders as well. So I wanted their stories to be heard, you know, so, you know, it could be documented and shared, you know, with other people. What did you discover about yourself when you took on the role of interviewing people and these members of the Black LGBTQ community? Everyone has a story to tell. And sometimes, you know, because we had like a general questions, you know, that we kind of like asked everyone, but everyone had like a different answer. And some things you didn't even know about, I didn't even know about, you know, some of the individuals and I've been knowing some of them for years, you know, but when you start getting into asking certain questions, you just got, you know, all these different answers. And then it was opening up, you know, because, you know, it's like, a, it was more like a, a friendship type of thing. So they were comfortable with sharing these stories, something that, you know, they probably wouldn't have told anyone else, but because they felt comfortable with our friendship, you know, they opened up and they didn't have a problem with, you know, sharing these different things. And, some of these stories I was even blown away by. And along with the people you talk to, the sense of place and community also plays a big role for Milwaukee's queer community. And most people are familiar with Walker's Point being the area with most of the city's gay bars. But can you share the history of the gay bars on Milwaukee's north side and the role that they played in your life? A lot of the bars that I guess I went to on the north side um, when I first came out are no longer here. But when they were open, you know, it just gave me uh, a place of being able to be myself. I didn't have to hide who I was. I didn't have to pretend, you know, and put on a, a fake smile. You know, I could let my hair down. You know, I could just be myself. And it was a, a, a loving, you know, situation because it was like you were around like-minded people, you know, that didn't judge you or didn't look down on you because of something that you had on or because, you know, you were different. You know, it was just, I guess, just a, a loving, you know, situation, you know, to be a, around people, you know, that didn't judge you, you know, and you were able to have a good time. Throughout your memories or the interviews you've been conducting, can you share with us uh, a person that you interviewed whose stories are not just impactful, but a story that you think is is worth sharing right now before the website launches? Well, I guess the one story that kind of touched me a little more was the one with um, Ronnie Grace. You know, I've been knowing him for years and he's been one of the facilitators at Diverse and Resilient with the Sheba. You know, I guess, you know, hearing his struggle 
And, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, he went through in other states that he lived in and things, you know, with health issues and, you know, just a lot of things across the board that he was dealing with. It was just very heartwarming, you know, to know that throughout of everything that he went through, you know, he's still here and he made, you know, different sacrifices. And a lot of things that he did, you know, help the community. And a lot of the programs that he started and, you know, was a part of are successful, you know, because of him. And so, you know, I was just glad that I was able to, you know, learn a lot of, you know, different things. I was just touched by, you know, his interview. And with you yourself learning new things with people you've known for years, collecting their histories, how do you hope the House of History Project will connect with and impact Black LGBTQ plus Milwaukeeans especially? Well, you know, I guess my goal is to get the word out, you know, that we're here. And a lot of the the sacrifices that were made by some of the people who are no longer here, their legacy can live on, you know, because everyone in our family, you know, has someone in the LGBT community, whether they want to admit it or not, you know, it's someone in somebody's family, you know, whether they're in the closet or they're not. And, you know, their stories, you know, need to be told. This was a way that, you know, it was it was a life-changing experience, you know, and it was a way to to make history and, you know, to keep history, you know, going. And I think that this website, you know, would give that, I guess, that opportunity, you know, to, to get that word out and get that connection, you know, that we need. Absolutely. Well, Janice, I want to thank you so much for your time today and for all your work in preserving this local history. I would thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me and, you know, just being, you know, that, that connection that we need, you know, to get the word out. Janice Toy is the mother of the House of History, a project dedicated to collecting and sharing local Black LGBTQ history. You can find some of the stories collected through the LGBT Milwaukee app, and there will be an upcoming website for the House of History.